Hi, I'm Teague. And I'm Sam. And we're your one form girlfriends. Bringing you today's news, gossip, and unsolicited hot takes. This week we're talking about the likelihood of coronavirus spreading at protests. Plus, we're going to take you to one of those protests here in Los Angeles. Also, we're talking about brands who are suffering some backlash from former employees who are exposing them for potentially being racist. And then we're going to hear from some of our nation's leaders like Queen Bee and Michelle Obama as they address the class of 2020 and the rest of the country during what we could call our generation's civil rights movement. So Sam and I debated doing an episode this week, but ultimately we decided it would be to our benefit and our listeners' benefit to keep the conversation going and to keep people informed about what's going on. And we wanted to mention we did talk to several of our friends who are both in media and not, and everyone sort of agreed that they thought it would be important for us to use our platform in this particular instance, and I think that that's partially why we decided to do it. Right. Um, Because honestly, I feel like having a media blackout is not as productive as actually talking about the issues that are happening on the ground. Exactly, for sure. So let's get into it. This week, we wanted to start by talking about the likelihood of the protests spreading the coronavirus. Yes, virus expert Dr. Michael Osterholm reacted to the nationwide protests in the wake of George Floyd's fatal arrest and the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Here's what he had to say to Brian Williams. Um, We're undergoing right now a very unfortunate experiment. That's what's happened this past week with all the crowds that we've seen, the protests and so forth. And we don't know what that's going to do. The good news is is that it was outdoors largely. And that we have seen typically is uh, the virus actually just floats into the air, doesn't become a problem. And uh, so from that standpoint, the risk was lower. On the other hand, we had people who were uh, experienced tear gas, smoke uh, and yelling, all things that would either cause coughing or projectile of the virus out of one's throat by by yelling. And so that could enhance transmission. And then, of course, we had the people who were uh, detained by law enforcement, were put into buses, uh, booked at local jails, and held in jail cells, which also could enhance it. So you got some things that say it could be a problem, some that said it might not be. Uh, We're going to have to find out in 10 days to 14 days what really happened. That is one thing I didn't really think about in the beginning of this. Tear gas, obviously, is one of those things that makes you cough and also sneeze. And also, you're tearing up. So that's one of the things we've talked about in previous episodes that could make you more susceptible to contracting the coronavirus. For sure. I mean, I've seen some people take interesting measures. Like, I saw one person in a car driving with the protesters as they walked and said immunocompromised for black lives. And they had a sign out their sunroof. So it has been interesting to see some of the precautions I've people are taking around town. One thing that is cool that I saw is one of the SNL cast members, Chris Red, started a COVID-19 protest relief fund for people who may contract coronavirus after attending those protests, which I think is really cool. Something we all noticed this week was the black squares on Instagram and social media platforms for hashtag Blackout Tuesday. Yes, um, and there was some controversy if this was actually helpful or hurtful, ultimately. I believe it was started by two women in the music industry, and ultimately what a lot of us found out is that using the hashtag Black Lives Matter and the black square would actually block out all of that information for people who did, did need to see what was happening on that hashtag. So ultimately, people had to change their hashtags. It was kind of like a little bit of a debacle. But honestly, to me, it was more of a sign of solidarity. And you thought differently about that, right? Well, it's not that I don't believe in showing solidarity 
if that is how you feel. What I thought it was, what I kind of felt was that it was a little bit more of a... Missed opportunity? Yeah, it was kind of like a way to not have to address the difficult issues at hand. Um, And I felt like if you were going to share the black square, you should be sharing other resources if the the most important part of being an ally to people of color i think is to be actively anti-racist and we've been talking about this a lot on the pod last week and everything but i think it's very easy for people to go on social media and say that they believe something and it's an entirely other thing to actually take action on that mm-hmm. and i think that sharing a black square while nice in theory just it kind of didn't do that much and frankly you know i i didn't share it not because i don't believe that black people shouldn't be murdered by police officers. But I just felt like I could do other things that are more impactful than that. And I also took a lead from a lot of my friends who are African-American in media and not, and sort of saw that none of them were sharing it. So I was like, well, if they don't agree, I don't want to be, I don't want to be an insensitive ally. Right, of course. I mean, here's the thing. I hop on every trend. I'm a bandwagon trend gal. And I was like, if we're all, this is a movement of solidarity, so that's why I did it. But I um, changed my hashtags and everything to make sure that it was done correctly. But Yeah, and I mean, like, we've talked about, we talked earlier about why we're doing the pod, um, because it's a good platform for making sure we're talking about these important issues. And, you know, I, I spend my whole life as a journalist obviously trying to make the make a more perfect union you know and I think that there are other things I could do out in the world that are just more impactful that being said you know I love a good trend too we've all you know dyed our hair pink once or twice but (laughs) (laughs) Sam and I actually have attended some of the peaceful protests in LA and I've got to say Honestly, they've been pretty cathartic for me um, just because I know I've had so much anxiety, whether it was about the coronavirus and now about all of um, the movement and I just want to be doing as much as I can and everything seems to be stressing me out right now. Um, But I will say I feel like attending the marches really made me feel better about everything. It just made me see how many people do care. Yeah, I mean, I've been attending them more in like a journalist capacity, but it Mm -hmm. has been it has been inspirational to see how many people come out for this and how many people of all ages, races, genders have agreed that now, like, the time is up on this. Like, it is time to impact a change. And I will say that that's been really kind of inspirational to watch. I went to one protest this past week to record some video and audio for our podcast, and Michael B. Jordan actually talked at it. So here's what he had to say. We have to be close to issues. That's why I love and support everybody that's out here because we have to be here together. We gotta keep doing it. We gotta keep agitating things. We can't be complacent. We can't let this moment just pass us by. We have to continue to put our foot on their necks. He also encouraged people to keep standing up for what they believe in. Some brands are actually in hot water after some former employees have called them out on social media for potentially encouraging racist work environments. One of these brands, unfortunately, is Reformation. Reformation posted on Instagram May 30th saying that they want to, quote, help fight for justice right now, and they listed a few organizations that they recommended supporting. The response was crazy. Uh, So many former employees went off in the comment section saying that the post was quote a crock of 
One former employee wrote a response that has since been deleted, but do not worry, I have got receipts. Oh my god, what does it say? Okay, so one former employee, El Santiago, is in East New York, and she worked at one of the stores, and she said, quote, Working for Reformation deeply traumatized me, being overlooked and undervalued as a woman of color who worked and managed their flagship store for three years was the hardest. I cried many times knowing the color of my skin would get me nowhere in this company. There were a lot of comments like this in the comment section. What do you think about brands who are responding in this moment, but really need to make a change themselves. I mean, it's hard for me to know without knowing what Reformation's response is. Which, by Um, the way, there is none so far. Yeah, I mean, right. And I think that that kind of speaks volumes to what brands should be doing and shouldn't be. Um, I mean, I think we were saying this earlier. There's, It's really easy to give lip service to something and then much more difficult to put action on paper. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's... It's, I mean, I'm not excusing the brands. I think they should absolutely do more. I just am thinking that we've seen it with some of our, you know, even people we follow on social media. Right. They'll say they're on board and that they believe in it. And then in practice, nothing is done. Totally. And I think that that is one of those things that if, if you're really trying to make a change, then do it. Otherwise, you have no right to get the likes and the engagements and the purchases and whatever as a brand or an influencer or whatever. Like, that's not what this is about. Right. And it's actually kind of crazy. You think about brands who have been practicing this way for so long and have never been called out. So I'm honestly kind of I kind of appreciate that now people do feel comfortable in this time to come forward and say, look, these brands aren't doing it right. And we need to all kind of know and readjust either our purchasing power or whatever it is to make a difference. Because sometimes you might be supporting people that maybe you don't fully agree with, you know? Yeah. Well, we even saw that with like Leah Michelle from Glee this week. Right. Um, apparently one of her former co-stars from the show Glee said that she said she wanted her wig if she could. That is a, first of all, the craziest statement as well. Leah Michelle. I know. That's Sis, wild. what? And since then, you know, a lot of former co-stars or guest stars have all come out and said that she was very difficult to work with. Interesting. And um, that she sort of had a history of behaving that way towards people. And she kind of gave uh, somewhat of an apology on Instagram later. But realistically, I mean, I think it's important that we all hold ourselves to a higher standard. Right. And honestly, like, sometimes... Leah Michelle's story sounds a little different. She probably knew what she was doing, but I think sometimes maybe brands don't notice that they're not being as inclusive as they could be, and maybe it takes moments like these for people to wake up and say, wait, am I doing as much as I can? Because I know even I felt like that as a, as just a personal and an individual. I, I Now I'm being like, are there more things I could be doing to be more inclusive in my daily life and the way I purchase things, etc.? So. For sure. Yeah, I super agree with you. And I think that it's kind of been a moment of reckoning for everyone. And as long as we're all making changes and moving forward together, I think that will make it a better, a better world for everybody. Washington, D.C., Mayor Muriel Bowser painted Black Lives Matter on the ground on the street leading to the White House. She also renamed part of the street Black Lives Matter Plaza. We actually talked to WSA9 journalist and friend of the pod, John Henry, about the D.C. mural and more. He's been on the ground covering what's happening in our nation's capital. How are things in Washington? They're better than they were um, probably this time, uh, this time last week. The most massive decentralized protest. There were no stages. There was no place where anyone was specifically supposed to be. It was just tens of thousands of people, if not 100,000 people, just 
wandering to all the, the major landmarks around town, making your voices heard, it really does feel um, a lot more organic. And I think it is uh, on, the, on the, uh, the minds of a lot more people um, than anything that we've seen during our lifetimes. I mean, there are, there are so many white people who are involved and who, are, who have decided, you know, just to walk from, from their homes all the way to downtown that I've seen. Um, everyone is making sure to be a part of this in some way, at least in D.C. And I, I don't think that's something um, that's happened here in the past. It's, it is a very unified front on this issue. Muriel Bowser was the mayor that painted the ground with Black Lives Matter. Do you think that was purely symbolic or are, should we expect to see more changes there? So on a, on a national level, um, she won a lot of praise for that. Um, but I, on a local level, there was actually a lot of a lot of backlash from protesters, and, and two things happened that people may not have been aware of. The local Black Lives Matter chapter was very angry with her uh, and her administration for doing that because they claimed uh, that the mayor has not stepped up to the plate uh, enough for when it comes to accountability. Uh, of police action uh, on certain brutality cases. Thanks so much to John Henry for being on the pod again. We love him. To celebrate the class of 2020, former First Lady Michelle Obama and former President Barack Obama took part in a YouTube graduation special on Sunday. Mrs. Obama's comments were super profound, and she immediately actually started to trend on Twitter. She started off by saying everyone's feeling overwhelmed by what's going on right now. So if any of you are scared or confused or angry or just plain overwhelmed by it all. If you feel like you're searching for a lifeline just to steady yourself, you are not alone. I am feeling all of that too. I think we all are. She also had several lessons for graduates, like life will always be uncertain. Ain't that true. (laughs) And then also she said that people with privilege should use their voice to speak up for the rest of the world. In an uncertain world, time-tested values like honesty and integrity, empathy and compassion, that's the only real currency in life. Treating people right will never, ever fail you. Beyonce actually also spoke at the graduation ceremony, and she finally told us the secret to her success. Oh my God, what is it? I'm often asked, what's your secret to success? The shorter answer... Put in their work. There may be more failures than victories. Yes, I've been blessed to have 24 Grammys, but I've lost 46 times. That meant rejection 46 times. Please don't ever feel entitled to win. Just keep working harder. Surrender to the cards you are dealt. Ugh, what a queen. Iconic. Like we mentioned earlier, we were kind of trying to decide whether or not we should do the pod this week, and part of our logic was we didn't want to drown out other voices, but part of what helped us decide was the speech from Meghan Markle. And I wasn't sure what I could say to you. I wanted to say the right thing, and I was really nervous that I I wouldn't or that it would get picked apart, and I realized the only wrong thing to say is to say nothing. I do agree. I think it's more important to keep the stories alive and continue to talk about what's going on. I think that's more helpful in this time. Yeah, and I know a lot of people, I mean, even myself, are worried about saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But I think being earnest and hoping to learn more 
and educating yourself, taking upon yourself is really critical in this moment too. We wanted to leave you this week with a quote from Reverend Al Sharpton at George Floyd's memorial service. After pausing for eight and a half minutes, which was how long the officer's knee was on Floyd's neck, Sharpton noted, that's a long time. There's no excuse. They had enough time. They had enough time. Now what will we do with the time we have? Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us. We know it's been a tough week for everybody, but we wanted to be here for you guys. And again, we're always here if you need to talk or reach out on social media. You can find us on Well-Informed Girlfriends if you want to follow us for little bites and news stories throughout the week at Well-Informed Girlfriends. And you can follow us personally. I'm at Samantha Kubota. And I'm at TeagueDP. We'll talk to you guys next week.